with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. The Parkersburg Fire Department is like many in Iowa facing challenges, including having enough volunteers for the operation. Parkersburg Fire Chief Russ Borsma tells Radio On The Go News that his department is authorized for 35 firefighters and they only have 19, he says, nor, uh, more need to uh, step up. We've got a lot of the young people don't always stick around town, but we need young people to be able to carry the fire service into the future in a very real way. Another challenge is the age of equipment. Borsma gives the following example. Our self-contained breathing apparatus is due for replacement, and because it's uh, obsolete as far as being able to get parts for it, but those are rather pricely. They run about $9,500 a piece, and we're looking at purchasing 18 self-contained breathing apparatus. So we're looking at just under $200,000 for a capital outlay. There are about 850 fire departments in Iowa, and of those, 92% are volunteer departments. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has appointed Hunter Thorpe as a district associate judge in Judicial Election District 2B. Thorpe of Ankeny is an assistant county attorney at the Boone County Attorney's Office. Judicial Election District 2B covers 13 counties, including Hardin and Wright, in the broadcast area. Governor Reynolds ordered all flags in Iowa to be lowered to half-staff until Sunday to honor the lives lost, including several Americans, in the attacks committed against Israel by the group Hamas. Flags will be flown at half-staff on the state capitol building and on the flag displays in the capitol complex. Flags will also be at half-staff on all public buildings, grounds, and facilities throughout the state. Individuals, businesses, schools, municipalities, counties, and other government subdivisions are encouraged to fly the flag at half-staff for the same length of time as a sign of respect. Yesterday, the Butler County Board of Supervisors approved a bridge posting on 180th Street near Evergreen Avenue. This is northwest of Bristow along a gravel road. The Butler Supervisors also approved a transfer of funds to help with operations of the Public Health Department for $248,131 for the first half of the current fiscal year year budget. Today and tomorrow, the city of Alden will be flushing the hydrants and water mains across town. Water may be discolored for a period of time. Alden residents are asked to let their water run for a few minutes to eliminate the discoloration. So again, the city of Alden will, Alden will be flushing the hydrants and water mains across town for today and tomorrow. Monday night, the Hampton City Council held a workshop meeting and received comments from Nancy Germanson, who is part owner of the former Can Redemption Center building at 707 4th Street Northeast. Germanson has concerns about how issues have been handled regarding the building and wants to meet with city officials to address the ongoing issues. In other business, the Hampton City Council reviewed 28E agreements for the nonprofits Hampton Municipal Band and Hampton Senior Center, these agreements will be addressed by the City Council on Thursday night. Today, the Latimer City Council will hold a public hearing concerning the updated City Code of Ordinances and will consider entering into a contract with U.S. Cellular for cameras for the parks and for one phone to connect it to. The Latimer City Council meets today at 6.30 p.m. at City Hall. 
The Marlborough City Council today will discuss a price increase in contract with LJP Waste Solutions. We'll continue to discuss an income survey and we'll consider a resolution that would set a public hearing date on an urban renewal plan amendment for the Bradford Street Economic Development District. The Marlborough City Council meets today 7 p.m. at City Hall. The Iowa Valley Community College District Board of Directors today will formally consider approval of the employment agreement for the new district president. In other business, the IVCCD board will consider approval of voluntary early retirement plan applications. The Iowa Valley Community College District Board of Directors meet today at 4 p.m. on the Marshalltown Community College campus. The first of two receptions for outgoing IV CCD President Dr. Christy Fisher and for incoming President Dr. Ann Hauser-Boyens will be held today from 3 to 4 p.m. in the Iowa Valley Business and Community Solutions Conference Center in Marshalltown. The second reception will be held October 18th from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the Dale Howard Family Activity Center in Iowa Falls. Dr. Fisher, of course, spending her final days as president of the Iowa Valley Community College District before officially becoming president at Kirkwood Community College in Cedar Rapids. Fisher will be our guest on today's Radio On The Go Newsmaker program, which airs weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ, following the news, weather, and obituaries. Program archives can be found by going online to RadioOnTheGo.com and looking under the News tab. Western Iowa was the recipient of above-average precipitation. However, the state still had nearly six days suitable for field work during the week ending Sunday, according to the latest Iowa crop report from the USDA. Corn maturity reached 96% this week, eight days ahead of last year and 11 days ahead of the five-year average. Corn harvested for grain reached 30% statewide, five days ahead of last year and six days ahead of the average. Moisture content of field corn being harvested for grain was at 19%. Corn condition declined slightly to 48%, good to excellent. Soybeans dropping leaves 94% this week, three days ahead of last year and five days ahead of the average. Soybeans harvested reached 52%, one day ahead of last year and one week ahead of the average as Iowa farmers were able to harvest 28% of the state's soybeans uh, during the week ending Sunday. The soybean condition rated 48% good to excellent. The bird flu has made its first appearances in U.S. commercial poultry flocks this season, impacting one turkey farm in South Dakota and one in Utah. The USDA reports that avian influenza, which is deadly to commercial poultry, was confirmed in a flock of 47,300 turkeys in South Dakota on October 4th, and at a farm with 141,800 birds in Utah last Friday. The outbreaks are the first reported among U.S. commercial flocks since April and raised concerns that more outbreaks could follow. Bird flu last year cost U.S. poultry producers nearly 59 million birds across 47 states. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 64 and the low of 32. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.